the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing We regroup up in the slack chat where the coaches debrief We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets casket is top You be seeing helmet after helmet, helmet after helmet First place, second place, fifth place, eighth place, twelfth place, fifteen, sixteen, twenty So many helmets, you got blurred vision, we got too many Welcome back everybody Another episode of the Beat the Bookie podcast. I'm Alan Soslowski. I'm the host, and I'm here with the star of the show, John Alicia, a.k.a. Statsational. What's up, my friend? What's going on, bud? It's been a little bit since we had a Beat the Bookie podcast. Now that uh, sports is back in full swing, hopefully we can get this going more on the regular. I've been uh, The one question I've got more this quarantine is, when are you guys doing another Beat the Bookie podcast? I can't, um, I can't battle off the people quick enough. So today... We are going to talk about a subject that I think every single person, doesn't matter who you are, if you're into sports, not into sports, but how to win your office pool. When you told me we were going to do this subject, John, I think this my grandmother got excited. Well, it's funny you say that. I used to uh, I used to get my grandmother, uh, rest in peace, she used, to, she used to like to participate in some of the pools I ran. I've been running office pools probably, not probably, since high school, you know, starting with the NCAA pools and... Um, all through that, that was, you know, as a side note, if you, uh, if you're a young guy, girl, and you're just starting out, uh, maybe as an intern or something like that at a big company, that's a great way to get to know everybody in the company is start running an office pool. When I, when I first started on wall street as an intern, um, and I'll date myself a little bit. This was like the pre having internet at your desk days. This is like the early nineties, 93, 94, um, so I would run the, the NCAA pools and the football pools, um, in the office. So I'd, I'd only be there maybe a couple of times a week or something like that. I would, I would, I'd be in the office, but you'd run the pools. And I mean, you had everyone from the people in the mailroom back when we had a mailroom and all the way up to the, uh, CEO of the company would be in the pool. So it's a great way as you know, most interns, you're going to sit, sit kind of at your desk and do whatever uh, jobs they, they want you to do in your department. It's real tough to get a to get a, a face to face with maybe the CEO if you're in a big company. But start running an office pool and, and like you said, everybody wants to jump in on it. You know, it's funny you say that. So when I was um, when I was doing entry level, maybe the slightly above entry level work at CBS, I was um, you know I was a peon over there in their sales department, and me along with a couple other guys, we ran the um, NCAA pool. And we did exactly that. We had, like you said, the mailroom. We had the CEO. We had everyone in there. I mean, we collected probably two two thousand to twenty five hundred sheets and hand graded them at the time. So, yep. I yeah, I echo that. That was that was crazy. And I didn't think of it as a networking tool, even though it had actually been. So today, what we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to talk about different strategies for different pools. I mean. You know, the, the big one is the Super Bowl boxes pool. That's the one that everybody knows, and it's a little bit more luck of the draw. Then there's survivor pools for NFL. There's golf pools, and you're going to go through all of them. Uh, so without any further ado, what is the first type of pool you think is the most winnable, John? Well, I want to go – well, firstly, you mentioned, like, box pools. Mm -hmm. We throw those in the class of just um, – those are pure luck, right? So it's pick – you have a lot one of in a hundred shot. Yeah, you have a one in a hundred shot. Usually, if you're not familiar with a box pool, it's a ten by ten grid. Um, there's zero through nine on the top of the grid, zero through nine on the side of the grid. You get a box. You look at the grid, see which numbers you have, and if you match the final digit of the score, 
you of course uh, win the pot. And I mean, everybody's that. everybody's played that pool, so we've all played yeah. that, and that's luck. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I would be you play them in the Super Bowl because you know, at least I do, because it's a social thing, and and uh, but I know people who get carried away. I would not get very carried away with those. I know people who play five to ten thousand dollars worth of Super Bowl pools when the Super Bowl comes around. I try. I've actually cut down on my Super Bowl pool uh, participations uh, just to the essential ones. Yeah, the, that, uh, the, I've been doing it for years. The other big pool that I think that doesn't matter who you are, what you know about a sport, I think is the NCAA tournament men's yeah. basketball, women's basketball pool. I think that's, the, would you say that's the second most popular? That That's probably, yeah, it's probably the second most popular, maybe the most popular. Yeah, both of those pools are the type of pools where you get the people who don't necessarily, uh, they're not big sports fans. Some right. people who don't even watch NCAA basketball, but they they participate. And again, that's a great one to do in an office because, um, especially you know, most corporations, most people have gone to uh, college at this point, mm-hmm. and a lot of people just want to participate because they, you know, their school is yeah. in it or whatever it is. So it, and that, that is one, a great way to, to network. And that one would be the opposite of the uh, Super Bowl pool, where yes. that one actually has strategy there, and skill. That was yeah, and we're gonna do. We we planned on it, and this this year, if you're watching this. Uh, here in 2020, we the, the obviously the NCAA tournament was was canceled this year, and we plan on doing a whole big um, podcast on on the uh, NCAA tournament and how to do it. and And I could go into we'll go into a lot more detail next year. Um, hopefully, the the tournament goes off. There's a ton of different strategy involved, um, but I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some strategies that you can really use in most tor- uh, most pools because you have to. You know, it, it's hard to give a generalization uh, when you don't have a specific pool. But what I want to what I want to touch on is, um, and we can start with the NCAA pool, is game theory. Before I even get to that, the first thing you want to do, and and this this happens in the NCAA tournament pools a lot, the bracket type of pools, is understand the rules. And this sounds, you know, this this is the boring part. I, I give you I give you guys a lot of of the boring mundane stuff like bankroll management and things like that but it's really important i wouldn't mention it if these things weren't important anyone tuning into a sports betting live stream uh it is is not does not think these things are mundane i can assure you that these are these are people that are actually interested in the nuances and the details and very few people i I know you think because you live and breathe and eat this stuff every day very few people actually have the type of insight and the results that you've had so that's why i think uh don't undersell it by saying it's boring details because this is the stuff i'm interested in i'm the casual pool player i actually feel bad when i play these and and this is this is i i try not to uh i try not to brag on myself much but office pools are the softest type of betting you can possibly do because again we're dealing with people this is a casual thing and everyone's just looking to have some fun. But if you're serious about it and you want to actually win these things that you have a huge um, EV in most of these pools, if you are sharp and there's really easy ways to be sharp about this. So again, first things first, read all the rules. A lot of, a lot of these are being, uh, the rules are being written by again, someone who's doing this casually. They just wanted to run a pool. And oftentimes you'll be able to find, ways to exploit the rules of a pool in your favor. It's not cheating. Those are the rules, but they can be exploitable. My brother's really good at this in uh, fantasy leagues, by the way. Um, and, and you could use that same mentality when you do fantasy leagues. A lot of times people will, you know, they, they don't know how to write good rules in a fantasy league, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. 
And if you really sit down, take some time and, and think about uh, the rules and where can I get an, an edge or an advantage uh, in, this, in this pool or this league, you can do that. So I would. So can I ask you a question? Time. Yeah. So my question is, for example, when you're talking about exploiting rules, just from a fantasy football perspective, would that be like, okay, um, and before you go into your draft, look how many points the passing touchdowns are worth for the quarterbacks. And if the quarterbacks are only getting four points per touchdown, you may want to focus on like the running quarterbacks since they get six and they run in 10 a year at the Camden, something like that. Yeah. hundred percent. Or is there okay. two, is it a two quarterback league? Right. Okay. You something know, as basic as that. Right. Okay. Right. I got you. Know, you. Or in, in, in baseball, are they putting an innings? Is there an innings limit? Mm. Well, if there's no innings limit, you might want to start streaming pitchers um, and, and do that, you know, so. Okay. Again, so I, I understand it's, it's basic. It's, it's not even the nuance. Basic, of the rules. No. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, it, you don't even have to look that deep sometimes, but um, when you do these pools, so understand the rules of the pool, go over that because then you could come up with your strategy as to how you're going to attack these things. Um, so that's really basic on the rules. And of course, you know, if anyone has any specific type of pool and they want to either send a, you know, add a comment or talk to us in the, uh, in the Slack chats over at, um, sports bet army or DFS army, by all means, you know, hit me up. It's cause every pool is going to be a little different and there's going to be strategies for, for each one. So I want to get that out of the way. Like now we've gone over, we've looked at the rules now for a lot of these pools, I use the I use the, uh, the Vegas odds or the offshore odds or whatever they are, if it's if it's pertinent to that particular pool. Now, if we're talking about a, a, a if we're talking about a pool, well, we could use this too. But if we're talking about let's say your typical NFL pool where you're just going to pick the 15, 16 games on the on the slate that week and well, whoever use, picks the most, that's a little hard to use Vegas. Right. Use use the super like the super contest in Vegas. They you have to basically pick your favorite five games a week and right. those are the ones. And each week you go five and oh four and one, three and two, etc. Right. So now in a like pool that. in a pool like that, there's not a I mean there is there's always going to be some strategy, but basically you really just have to outpick Vegas. All right, right. So then, so then use the NCAA because nobody knows, you know, you see in these the NCAA, records. Yeah. Yeah. In the NCAA. Now that, now if you're doing an NCAA pool, a bracket pool, the, the structure of that pool is going to be everything. Okay. I run a pool. I run a bracket pool where you multiply the seed. Mm. Yeah. Every round gets a point value. One, two, four, eight, 16 and 32 for each uh, round. Uh, that you get. I think that's pretty standard nowadays. Like you get, yeah, most, most do that. Some just give you a point per win or or you get two points per win. It doesn't matter what the seed is. Mm. So I have a points per round and then you multiply that by the seed. If the 15 seed wins game one, right. You get 15 points. It's, it's enticing you to take underdogs. That's right. Okay. So you have to know that because I'm going to pick way differently in a, in a pool like that. I'm going to be more inclined to take the, you know, a 13 seed against a four seed. I'm now getting, three times the points on that team. Uh, again, if I have a five seed that I only like to win one game and I think they're going to lose uh, the in the second round, well, maybe I'll be inclined to just take the 12 seed in that first game because of the the point differential. Now, here's where you use the... Here's where you can use Las Vegas or the odds. Um, and we'll stick to NCAA pools. And again, I don't want to get everything specifically to one type of pool. But here's where we could use odds in a pool where... Those pools, you're not picking against the point spread. So let's use the point spread to our advantage. There are many occasions where the 10 seed, the 11 seed, even sometimes the 12 seed is a favorite 
in a game, or they're only a one or two point underdog. You'll see 13 seeds that are four point underdogs. In a pool where you're getting credit for taking an underdog, and especially if you're getting 13 points like in my pool compared to four, and you're dealing with a four point underdog as a 13 seed, well then you have to take you have to take that 13 seed because that four points, you know, that team's going to win, you know, 40 to, I'm doing it off the top of my head, let's say 44, 44, 43% of the time, something like that. Well, it's crazy. I'm getting three times the, or four times the amount of point, three times the amount of points for that pick, right? On a pick that's close to being a, a coin flip. So use the Vegas odds whenever you, whenever you do a pool like this. Then the other thing you want to do is what I was talking about is game theory. When you're in a pool, if, if you're in a, some people are in, in a very small pool, it's 10 people. Uh, let's say for the NCAA tournament, it's a 10-person pool. You're going to pick a lot differently in a 10-person pool as you you would in a 100-person pool. Right, right. That's, if you're that's, a daily fantasy player and you play, you understand this, right? Because if you, it's the equivalent of, of playing cash games as opposed to playing in GPPs. In GPPs, we're going to take more chances. We're going to take a few more uh, picks that maybe other people won't have. Specifically in an, an NCAA pool, what I like to do in the bracket pool, if there's a, a if it's 50, 100 person or more type of pool, is look at who's pick. If you go to ESPN, I'm not going to get into too deep too deep into this, but if you go to ESPN, they tell you the percentages each team is picked to advance to each round, and we'll right. get into this again during the tournament. You can look at that, and you'll know your if you have 100 people in your uh, in your pool, you're going to. Uh, you're going to have, you know, and, and a team has picked 13% overall on ESPN. Well, you can imagine that team's going to be about somewhere between 10 and 15 people in your pool are going to take that team. You so then you're talking use about the like, you're, yeah. you're talking about like low owned, right? Low owned is It's going to be the equivalent. But what okay. you're doing is, so in an NCAA pool, you're going to take, let's say a team is 13% being taken in ESPN. And Vegas odds have them as a 25% chance of winning. The, the, um, you know, we're making up some numbers here. If they're twenty, if they have a twenty-five percent chance of winning, and only thirteen percent of the public is taking that team, well, then you're going to want to take them in your pool because now we have to use the Vegas odds to our advantage here. We're not trying to beat the Vegas odds; we're trying to beat our pool. Mm. And if the odds don't match up to what the to what the public is thinking as far as picks, it may be a team that they don't necessarily like. You, you, I actually, I'll give you one example. Um, and you talk about like your, you know, grandmothers and my mom plays the NCAA pool. I've been running a pool for years. The, like I said, the NCAA pool, we have about 125 entries in that pool. My mother had one of the greatest picking pool. I mean, she picked, so there's 60, 63 games. I think she picked 55 correctly. Oh my God. (laughs) And And lost to me. She lost the pool. I won the pool. The reason being, it was the year that Kentucky was uh, Kentucky was undefeated that year, and then what, lost in the final. How four. long ago was it about? Uh, this, what was it? Three, four years ago when they were undefeated, okay. right? And then they lost in the uh, they lost. What, who they lost to? Wisconsin. You know, I don't recall it. I, I'm always so bad at those pools. I I, chew, I I have I block them out. So I believe they lost. I believe they lost to Wisconsin. Someone will, someone will correct me. I'm, I'm forgetting now. But they lost in the final four. So if you looked at the Vegas odds, they were giving, you know, the the, the probability of uh, Kentucky winning was, I don't know, 25, 30%, something like that. But if you looked at the pool, because they were undefeated, if you looked at the uh, the percentage of people taking them in pools, it was like 40 to 
they were being taken because they were undefeated. So in a pool of 100 and 125 people, it wasn't that I knew anything. Right. Just... I took the second best team, which was Duke. Right. So I took the, I took the next best team because they were being undervalued. Right. And sure enough, they won. And my mom, who picked phenomenal throughout the entire pool, she had Kentucky. So she was in a great spot because she had picked so well through the tournament and she had the favorite. But I had so, a shot because I took I took the second best team. So let me if I'm getting this straight, it for example, like when you're talking about like an NCA pool, if you pick a one or a two seed, you're most likely to have to have the correct winner, but you could be least you're giving yourself a less likely chance to win the pool because you can't you need to get so much more correct you need to be that much more accurate whereas if you pick like a five seed i'm just using that number arbitrarily that obviously your chances of getting it right are lower but if you do if things do break right you'll probably win the whole pool because it's a lower ownership is it is do i have that, that right that that's right and okay. usually you won't have to go that deep to a five seed like yeah. in this case i, I was just believe no, no, I, and, and I, I know what you're saying. In this, I believe Duke was a one seed, but they were just another. They were just, um, like I said, they they were just being undervalued because everyone was taking Kentucky. You, you'll see it uh, a lot of times. Just you just need a two seed. You're talking about double the points on a team that might be very close. You may have two teams. A one seed is like a, you know, ten to ten to fifteen percent chance of winning the tournament, and so is a two seed. And you go and look at ESPN, and you're like, well, this one seed is being taken in 15% of pools and this two seed is being taken at 5%. Well, you want to take the, like, we're not trying, I understand what in sports betting and in, in office pools and everything we want to, um, there's an ego involved in these things. We talk about this all the time. Like I check my ego at the door. I don't know anything more than anyone else does. That's my, that's my logic. I'm just going to try to figure out how to beat this. I can't tell you, I am pretty confident that, you know that um, Dick Vitale and and uh, uh, all, all the guys, all 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 those guys, they've watched a whole lot more of those games than I have, mm. and they don't ever pick right. You watch them pick, and they, they just pick you know four one seeds, and also it's just those it's are the, the sample. Yeah, and it's also the sample size, and and you know like we've talked about this on the podcast before that if I was in um, a three point shooting contest with Steph Curry, and it, we only each got one shot. I mean, my chances of, of beating Steph Curry in a three-point contest are a lot better than if sure. we were taking 50 shots. I mean, it, when right. it's one and done, you know, anything can happen. So That's accuracy right. is going to, you know, you're going to take the better team for your probability, but you, your accuracy is going to be uh, volatile, to say the least. Of course, of course. So, okay. yeah, you, you're do, you want to – that's why playing a lot, a lot of um, – playing in a lot of pools, and, you know, if you're giving yourself an, an, an advantage – you're not going to win everything, but the more you play in, of course, the the uh, the more you're going to win if you are positive EV in these things. So if you're sharp, you should be positive EV. This is why in daily fantasy, you know, year long fantasy, I have I have arguments with people. I'm like, you could play ten years of fantasy football with the same group of guys and not win, and that doesn't mean you know not not win a championship. It really doesn't mean you weren't good. Hmm. It's only ten. So that's like playing – if you played 10 days of DFS in the NBA and didn't win, you would just kind of – okay, that's the way it goes, right? But 10 years in daily fantasy, if you didn't win, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad player. Um, it's really not that big a sample size. So, yes, you want to play a lot when you have a when you have an advantage. The more you play uh, with an edge, of course, the more you're going to win. 
And I really want to harp on the Vegas odds, though. I don't want to get too deep into one specific type of uh, pool like the NCAA pool. Uh, what I, I the 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 biggest um, I would say the newest and most uh, popular type of pools now are golf pools. I don't know if I don't know if you're getting uh, I don't think you're a big golf guy, but I don't know if you're if, if golf pools are coming across your desk much. Yeah, well, you you hit it right in the head. I'm not a big golf guy, but because the pools are so interesting, I have been you know dabbling. You know, they, they people have asked me, they've explained to me, and it does you know, I, and I'm able to kind of grasp it, but I'm I'm flying blind with this stuff. Well, here's the thing. I've been in so many different types of pools, and now I'm in it's it's probably the most pools I play in now are golf pools, and and just. They're becoming hugely popular. Um, I'll give you a few different examples. I mean, one that's a season-long pool. You pick it, you pick, um, uh, and you'll see this a lot with golf. They'll put golfers in certain groups, and then you have to pick one, two, three, however many golfers from each group. And usually, of course, group A or group one is going to be your top golfers, and then mm. so on and so forth. Also, um, gotcha. I'm in a pool that's that's you pick. Uh, it's 20 something golfers you pick for the entire season. And it's based on their, how much uh, they earn their earnings for the season. Right. That okay? determines their value, right? Their that earning. determines their value. So right. if they win a million dollars in the tournament, you get a million dollars towards your, towards, towards your, your points. You get a million dollars in points. So I like that. I, 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 someone brought the, brought this pool to me. It was a buddy of mine. It's a huge, it's a monstrous pool. Uh, he brought this pool to me because he knew he's like, Hey, we'll go partners on this because I know you know you know you know golf and whatever. So, how would you tackle something? You you basically got the entire world of golf to choose from. You've got all these different groups. Um, it's something like I don't know. Let's say let's say fifteen groups and twenty some odd golfers that you have to pick from. Um, you know what would you what would what would you how would you tackle that? You could pick the golfers. You've got the groups. You've got the golfers, and it's a season long thing so you're gonna get you don't touch it you pick them in the beginning let's say january you pick them and then you and then you move on like do you have any idea like what you would do if you were so you're asking okay so obviously my first thought is the donkey is just picks the high earners and goes for the high points and again that's my i always think like that my first thought on how i would play it is always probably the the square to play um Go ahead. You want well, when to you say high earn, when you say high earners, you're going to look at like the guys from last year and like how they did last year, like- right? Yeah, basically, uh, you know the the yeah because I know in fantasy football the low the the worst thing to do is say oh how many fantasy points did this guy score last year because situations change. So sure. just knowing that I that was my first thought and that and those were my first thoughts when I used when I started playing fantasy basketball and football. I'm assuming that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. So what I do is. Again, I use Las Vegas. I use okay, the odds. Okay, smart. Right? Because and, Some, and in all yeah. if you can ever use the odds and there there's no there's no odds specifically for this type of a pool, but now you have to just kind of like their odds their odds to win, you're saying, right? So they've got odds to win starting like now. There's always odds to win future major mm-hmm. events. So I'll look at it from I'll 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 look at the odds for the U.S. Open. They also have odds for the FedEx points, which is a playoff system mm-hmm. for golf. Um, so you could do that, but depending on like what my particular case, the pool starts after the season starts, and then those odds fluctuate because as people win tournaments, their odds are going to uh, the, their odds are going to come down if they win. So it's not perfect; it doesn't perfectly fit right. uh, that league. But so what I'll do is I'll take the U.S. Open odds. Where I know every golfer from from this 
sheet of, let's say, 100-some-odd golfers that I have to choose from, they're all going to have odds for the U.S. Open, which is traditionally, it's a June event. So we're here in January. So that's going to give me a fair idea of who the best golfers are in the world. Do you, that, do you assign a... Do you assign like your own algorithm, like percentage or anything like that to them? Like, or how do you, how do you go? What do you do from there? So now I've got, so I got the list. So I'm going to copy. So I'll go to what, you know, pick your, pick your offshore sports book, accumulate a list of uh, the odds on each of these to win the U S open. If you really want to, if you really want to do it properly, get a few different sports books, average them out. That's going to give you um, a good idea and then rank them. And now you're going to know, okay, I've got group one is, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, so on and so forth. And I've got to pick two of these guys. Well, just take the two guys who have the lowest odds to win the U.S. Open because they're pretty much going to— The two favorites. The two favorites. Right. And then group my my group two is now, you know, uh, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and da-da-da-da-da, and I've got to pick one of these guys. Well, just go, go ahead and just pick the favorites. I did that last year. I put two entries in. So with two entries, I'll you know mix it up. I'm not going to use obviously the same exact guys. If there's um, if you're doing multiple entries in these things, if there's someone who's just so far above everyone else in his group, then I would use that person in as many entries as so I as I could. Is it because golfers generally do what they're supposed to do? Like the favorites generally win, or is that is that why no. you gravitate to the favorites? Why why is that? Because you would think because uh, oh, go ahead. You well, because the reason is. We've talked about wisdom in the crowds, right? There is no better. Um, well, just to briefly, what wisdom of the crowd is is um, there's a good book called Wisdom of the Crowd. You can uh, you can buy it, audio, or uh, read it. It's a, it's a good read. And this concept came about, I believe, over a hundred years ago, where there was a, a, a fair, like a, a a county fair, something like that. And you won a prize. You won this ox. If you could guess the weight of the ox, you right. won the ox. And the as the story goes, they got, let's say, 100, 200 people to guess the weight of this ox. No one person was closer than the average of all the guesses. So the average gets close. You know, it's the same thing with how many marbles are in a, right. in a jar. That sort of thing. So the, the, there's a wisdom of, a, of the crowd. There's no better. There's there's no better wisdom of the crowd, other um, outside of the stock market, which is taking a huge volume of people and different ideas and coming up with a price, which is why it's very hard to beat the stock market. It's very hard AD to beat the 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 indexes. Yeah, ADP in any fantasy sport is the wisdom of crowds, isn't That's it? That's 100. percent Yeah. Now again, in in your fantasies, that works really well in the first few rounds, but right. then ADP goes after up. that. As right. you get further down the draft, ADP is right. out the window there's because there's no a lot of differences in, in right. scoring. You've got different types of rules, and then you've got there, there's the, reasons for it. But your yeah, top those first seventy few rounds, your top it. fifty guys, yeah, hundred mm percent, -hmm. because it's a wisdom of the crowd mentality, and it's very hard in the long run to beat ADP. Right. Okay. No matter how good your projections are. Um, so again, when we go to wisdom of the crowd, the, one of the other great wisdom of the crowd, and to figure out. Uh, who's going to win or percentages and probabilities is the Vegas odds. So if I go to, that's why I want to utilize Vegas odds in office pools as much as I possibly can. We talked about it in the NCAA tournament. Uh, when we're doing a golf pool, 
I'm just going to go straight to the, I'm, I'm going straight to the odds and I'm looking at the odds and I'm not going to, I'm not going to sway off it. I've won. So last year I won the first half of that pool. They give a half, uh, first half and they give a second half. Uh, this year, right now I'm winning that pool. There's a couple hundred people in it. I'm, I'm in first place right now. Um, as we speak in that pool after the, uh, we're just coming off the PGA championship. I have Morikawa. A lot of people didn't know who he was, but if you looked at the odds before the season, in his group, he was one of the best players in his group, one of the best golfers in his group. But a lot of people wouldn't know who Morikawa would. A lot of people didn't know who he was until he just won uh, last weekend. Okay, so you could utilize these things. It's, it especially is going to help you with younger the younger golfers coming up because you're going to look at last year. They didn't do anything. It's like it's like drafting. It's like trying to draft off of last year's stats, but you've got a right. rookie coming into the league. Well, if you don't know anything about the rookie, you're just going to pass him by. All right, so we do that. I've been in home run pools. Well, if you're in a home run pool, what's the where should you where should you be looking? I go to I go to the the Vegas lines. I go to the offshore lines, and I look at what the home run total because they'll have props, and that's what I wanted to mention. Also, there are so many different prop bets out there now, and it's getting more and more that a lot of them can can fit into your pool. If you're doing a home run type of pool. They've got a list of a ton of players and what their total is. They're over under on home runs. You might have our, touchdowns or throw, you know things like that. Different our types prop of pools. bet, our prop bet pools generally soft. Are they are they a little more sharp or like? How oh, they're, to- they're, most of your office pools are going to be way softer than anything you're going to play in, in fantasy and certainly betting again or daily fantasy, I should say, and and certainly in uh, in in betting straight with the bookie. Okay, right. These are just going to be softer. And so this is why you can play the fit. You can be chalky in a lot of these pools and That's, win. See, I think, okay, there you go. So that is a good actionable takeaway for anyone listening to this podcast. Cause I myself try to be, you know, sneaky sharp in these office pools and I, and I fade the obvious, you know, and, and that is a mistake. And I've realized because I, don't win those pools. So if just kind of just trust in yourself. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're a little bit sharper. You know what's going on. And just go with what you know is most likely to, to win you the pool. What's most likely yeah. to be true. Is that what you're saying? hundred uh, percent. I'm in a golf pool, another golf pool that's just for the majors. And the way that pool works is, again, it's uh, four groups, group A, B, C, and D. And it's a lot of golfers in each group. And you've got to pick either two, three, or four from each group, depending on which which group it is, right? Um, and again, I'll take every golfer right before I just did this for the, the PGA championship, take every golfer and in the group, assign the, their odds, go to Vegas, look at their odds, and then just take the best golfers from that group. If you're doing multiple, like I'll put a few entries in, then you're going to mix it up and you're going to take the, the, you'll take the next best and, and so on and so forth. But I won, uh, they, they do it for the majors and some of the bigger tournaments. The Memorial was, um. Uh, a few weeks ago, I did. I didn't win first place, but I cashed. Um, I cashed in there for a decent amount, and it was my A lineup, which was all I did was take the top, the top pe- uh, people, uh, based on the Vegas odds, and put that in. I've done it twice. I won. I won that pool uh, last year, I believe, the Masters, and it was again. It was just taking the best uh, Vegas odds people in each one of those. Uh, in which each one of those groups. So utilize the odds, even if they don't specifically, you know, it's not, sometimes you're going to have to uh, do a little bit of extrapolation, but 
use the odds, use Vegas, use the wisdom of the crowds to make yourself smarter. You don't even if you gave me a pool on something I've never a, a sport that I, I I've never seen. If you gave me a cricket pool, as you know, and I, I don't know anything about cricket, but if you give me the rules and then just give me a little bit of understanding and some sort of pool, and, and I can get some Vegas odds on it, I'll probably be able to compete. Okay, so for you know you know what I always think like people want and I, and um, they want the headline. Give me three bullet points that are general rules that may seem obvious to you, but I'm telling you, anyone playing their office pool may just if they can keep a mindset of these three things that you're about to list off. What is a good a way to approach a pool? How would you headline? Bullet point one, bullet point two, yeah, bullet point number, three. Number one is totally understand all of the rules. See if there's anything that you can exploit within them. Okay, that's number one, first and foremost. Two, then figure out how many entries are going to be in this pool. Do I need to play? Do I need a little game theory like we do in DFS? Do I need to um, look in 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 uh, like the NCAA tournament? Do I need to um, maybe take the second or third choice because the market's going to be way above um, the first? You know, way too overvaluing the. Uh, the, the top choice and undervaluing maybe the second and third. So have that um, in your mind as well. And then three, and maybe the most important is utilize Vegas offshore sports books, utilize those odds. They are going to be sharper than anything you can create on your own. There's a reason they're really difficult to beat. There's a reason that's hard to beat the bookie um, because those are comprised. Those odds are comprised of everyone betting and the lines move to get, to get an equilibrium. So utilize those odds in your pool, Vegas odds. And if you have a specific type of pool um, that you're interested in, drop us a note, comment, whatever it is, and, and uh, I'll, I'll be happy to, uh, to, to add some advice to you if I could. Those Okay, so those are three excellent um, bullet points on how to do it. And if you have any specific questions, as John said, come on, come over to Sportsbet Army. Um, use code uh, Bookie, right? What's the, the code right now to get 20% off? Is I it uh, that? Bookie, what is it? Let's make sure we give it right. Uh, that, I believe it is. I believe they could use Statsational. But okay, they could use Statsational um, or use or B, Bookie or yeah or BTB. Beat the BTB. Bookie. Yeah. BTB. Okay. All right. I'm glad that we had that our our business in order there. Yes. So come over to come over to Sportsbet Army. You have three lead coaches that um, that you have direct access to. Uh, use code BTB twenty percent off or. Uh, tweet stats at Statsational on Twitter, and John will let you know how to get a couple free months with a deposit on a selected sports book. So those are two ways to come over and join our community over there. You have a passionate sports bettors. Uh, John, where can they find you? It's uh, I just told them at Statsational mm -hmm. on Twitter. Where else yes. is a good spot to find you on social media? Well, if you want to see some uh, s some uh, stuff that's not necessarily always related to. Uh, to sports betting, I do have a I do have an Instagram as well, Statsational, and I've got uh, pictures of some houses that I've been uh, flipping. So yeah, if you want to if you want to take a look at that, cool. But uh, yeah, but yeah, the Twitter Twitter's for the uh, Twitter's for the gambling stuff. Cool. And I'm at Alan Soslowski. It's in the description of this podcast. All things fantasy and co-host right here with my friend John Alicia. All right, John. Uh, I think we did it again. We gave him an, another episode on how to uh, beat your office pool. And uh, we, we encourage you again to come on over to Sports Bet Army where there's a lot of cool things going on. And for your DFS needs, season-long fantasy needs, we are at DFS Army. From my friend John Alicia, I am at Alan Soslowski. Until next time, we'll be back with another episode real soon. Bye-bye.